0: Bringing you the truth—or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line podcast from 100.7 The Score.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: The Red Raiders. When Scott, Chris need Ben forming the Red Raiders. Beat Houston. Get their first Big 12 win. Uh, shut out Houston in the first half. and I'll tell you what. Second half. Uh, you, or in the second half, excuse me. You know, uh, you, you didn't have Donovan Smith leaving on bad terms. And I don't think that's the case after Saturday either. Um, but you still know, like, regardless, you want to go beat your old team, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. he... Well the, the, the first half for Donovan Smith is is up there for the best that I think we have ever seen him play the game of football. Mm-hmm. Um and what I what I thought was several positives clearly from that game. Um but one of the big positives was you had a game where defensively nothing was really going your way. Mm-hmm. Um you were getting flat out beat at mm-hmm. times. You were mixed up in coverage with some younger players in mm-hmm. the secondary. Uh, you had a bunch of tackles broken, and it looked like it was going to be the inverse of what we've talked about this year, where the defense has kept you in games, but the offense wasn't able to take advantage. And it looked like maybe you are in a case where you're never going to stop them, and if your offense looks anything like it does uh, or has in the first four weeks, you could get ran out of the Jones by a bad—to me, it's still mm-hmm. a bad Houston team. But you adjusted at the half, and really the biggest thing you did is you started tackling— now, One. Um it's like you it's like you just refocused at half, and I'm sure it was not just as simple as that from Coach DeRuder, but still you you bounce back in a big way defensively and then your offense, best game you've had all year.
1: Yeah. So I didn't see a down of this game. I'm you know, I'm obviously on the field doing my own game at the exact same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all I got to look at was stats, scoring summary. Mm-hmm. And the stats and the scoring summary said to me, one, you had a hell of a special teams day.
2: Yeah, Two, true.
1: you you had a pretty decent offensive day. And three, you made a defensive adjustment at halftime. Because they went from scoring at will on you to not scoring at all. Mm-hmm. And I said, you did something. You made some sort of adjustment somewhere. And whatever you did, Houston didn't adjust back to it. Now, on the, the numbers won't show you this, too, but something else that
2: was just not there at all in the first half and part of what was helping donovan smith is he just had all the time in the world and you weren't you weren't even close to him a bunch of that first half and although you still i think you only ended up with a sack in the game you at least rushed him uh in his timing quite a bit more in quarters three and four um and so that was something that looked a whole lot better and then, hey, we've been saying RTDB, RTDB, RTDB. Well, you, you ran the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you did it effectively. And also, and Choice and I talked about this a little bit ago. Something that I think helps, too, is this is the healthiest the running back room has been. Because although we all know Taj Brooks is a very talented back, it mm-hmm. helps to have Cameron Valdez. Yeah, um, And that's really the best look in, in his two years here. That's the best look we've had at him. And it looked really good. Um, and it looked dangerous, and it looked powerful. And then you also had Nehemiah Martinez in there kind of doing cleanup work there at the end. But still, to have him in the works as well, like having depth in the running back spot will help help Taj Brooks. And I think that also helps you calling Taj's number more, too, if that makes sense, because you have someone else behind him um, and someone else that you trust. Uh, But... All around, I mean, you, you still have to go to Baylor. Now you have to go. Okay, well, what do you look like on the road? Which is your kind of next question up mentality? And I I do think you're in prove it mode for this week now. Yeah. But I mean, a, a much much needed performance from the Red Raiders.
1: Yeah, I I would I would think that uh, um, there's a, a a little bit of unclenching of the of the cheeks, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, somebody just. Uh, just It's just a whole feeling. Of, uh, take a breath because, you know, everyone's, you know, the players have been a- at each other, you know, the coaches have been on them, fans have been on them, radio shows have been on them. You know, everyone's been talking about, you know, this, that, and the other about this team. Everyone's everyone's just been upset. Everything sucked, you know, for, mm-hmm. for three weeks. Everything sucked around here. You know, you can't, you know, I mean, the – the, the the orange juice is is got too much pulp in it, you know. The the milk is sour. The the you know the the heck the bourbon's the bourbon's not enough rye, you know. Everything <laughs> everything sucks, you know. Right now, so it's just for a second you just get to be hey okay we did something right we came out of the, we get to put one in the mm-hmm. left hand column like Chuck Hines would say.
2: And you noticed something to me too, like you you had life everywhere. Yeah. Because you showed life in the second half defensively. Yeah. You had life on offense the entire game. Uh and you had life in the special teams department yeah. twice. And um I also thought it was important that on those special teams plays, I mean it was important just to have them. Although your receivers didn't quite show out in the way that you're thinking for an if you if you go boy the receiver room had a phenomenal day you're going, okay, well, how many yards did the quarterback throw? What, did he throw 500? Did you have, like, two guys with 100-plus yards? And you go, no, they had a phenomenal day because Miles Price did have an impressive uh, receiving touchdown Mm -hmm. where he gets his helmet ripped off. Loic Fungy had a receiving touchdown, too, which it was good to just see his name be called Mm -hmm. where he adjusts to a ball. But Fungy's the one who goes in and blocks the punt and scores. And by the way, Dre McCray was right in there, too. So great job by the special teams there. Uh, and then Dre McCray has the kickoff return touchdown. So nice. although it wasn't the classic, boy, this dude just dominated that secondary. Yeah. Megatron over there, they couldn't stick with him. You yeah. know, like he was going up through double coverage consistently. It, it wasn't that sort of just incredible showing out type of day from the receiver room. But you had a ton of plays made by that room. So I thought that was great to see.
3: I,
1: I like. Yeah, absolutely. You want to see the, the receiver room have success. Um, but from a team success standpoint, I mean, it's is good. This entire team needed to, to taste a little success wine. And mm. it was you – know, and now – I and I hate to say this, and, you know, you get mad at me, but I want to borrow something from the previous administration, Oh, Matt Wells. Now I need to stack success. Oh. I mean, go oh. out and stack some success oh. now. Go out and and do it again next week against another team that can that can fight back. I mean, Baylor is a Baylor is a scoop and a score away from being one and three, one and four. Oh my gosh! You know, and 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 they're. I mean, they probably don't know what they got going on right now. They're they're sitting around thinking, well, we should be probably one and four, but we're 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 two and three, and. You know, so let's go down to the giant toilet seat and 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 get after him.
2: Baylor was so interesting on Saturday because you go to three minutes left in the third quarter over there and pin the tail on the worst team in the conference. Yeah, was starting to maybe lean their direction, and yeah. they were in the conversation headed into this week. And UCF. I mean, Baylor still went out and made the plays that they needed to. I mean, you have to to have that sort of incredible uh, what twenty eight point comeback. Yeah, yeah thirty five. Uh, and if you're still, if you're a custom Elzada, UCF, UCF and, what are you doing? You're
1: the team you think you are. Baylor Goodness. doesn't come gracious. score twenty nine un- unanswered mm-hmm. on you. That's the most. That, yeah. That's the most spread
2: like offense that Blake Shapen has ran in yeah. his time there too. Because they that's had to, because they yeah. had to throw it that's the all most... over the yard. But but you 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 are running hurry up. Yeah. You're not as. A, did you see the Oregon State coach on Friday uh, Earth, or the milking the clock thing where he's like he's grabbing his. It's uh, <laughs> grabbing his chest. You're not milking the clock though, and they were they were snapping the ball super early. It's like they it didn't matter. We're gonna win the game regardless. Doesn't matter what we do. Tim McLean throwing a pick, and then you fumble the ball on top of it for yeah. uh, for the scoop and score you're talking about, and then or just offensively, you could have just relaxed offensively yeah. and won the game. Yeah, I mean you. I when mean you. When somebody comes back on you,
1: 29 points was a 28, 29. You kind of helped them out, but I mean, I'd love to talk about this conference as a whole here, and when we when we come back, because there's this conference. You know, our fan base tends to think that this this all happens in a vacuum here, mm-hmm. where, where we suck and everyone else is getting better. When it's like, the reality is not so much like that. I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about the rest of the conference, because we get some, some teams that are really good, and then we get some teams that look really good, but you, you peel back the layers of, actually, are they?
2: Average conference. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's bottom line, 100.7, the score.
0: Getting to the points, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score.
2: Welcome back to the Bottom Line of 100.7, the score, and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Porman. We have a, I've been told from Ben, a double up on play of the day, so we will. See what that is. Uh, nice. Tyler said, uh, Ben, Bregman, I guess we'll never know. Play of the day? Question mark, question mark. Bullfighter said the Astros bandwagon fan is about to play some stupid crap about them. <laughs> Y'all were
1: nowhere to be found till now.
2: Again, we'll find uh, out. I'm not did,
1: sure. Is somebody requesting an Astros play of the day? <laughs> T- Tyler really wants
2: the Alex Bregman postgame speech. The I, I guess we'll never know. No. <laughs> Again, it's Ben's play of the day. So I mean, it's, whatever you wish,
1: and, and and even if it was Ben's play of the day, Snead's going to override that because Snead's going to say you have
2: you yet to actually over. What happens is they play it, yeah, and then you go, what, no, yeah. what 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 the heck was that, yeah, and then you,
3: yeah, berate so, them and so, try to
1: beat them. absolutely. But see, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that as long as I'm here, there's never going to be an Alex Bregman post game. Speech. Speech as a play of the day. Well, we'll find that out here in just a little bit. But to
2: continue on our discussion with the Big 12, mm. so you had thoughts I on the thoughts. conference as I, a I, I, I
1: you, you said it as we went to the ring. You know, Texas, okay.
2: They are good, <laughs> but if you go off of their list, they're the most impressive one right now, but yeah, they beat I mean, three then, backup quarterbacks, the sl- worst Alabama team in a decade. They're at least in like, the non-conference you know
1: they're just kind of like the prettiest mutt at the kennel you know mm-hmm. they G-T really Daniels. are I mean because we're all we're all a bunch of mutts and at the uh over oh, down at the uh at the animal shelter and they're just like the prettiest one
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's really all they've done they're, they're the one that's over there that's not pooping on themselves you, let me they're the one I mean that's basically it I guess let me be
2: fair though with because uh, I mean it's not to be that I go go with that angle that I don't think Texas is good because I do think that they oh, are I good, good but I, it's more of I don't know how good just yet I don't think you can go off of these 5 wins yet yet now same thing with Oklahoma Here's, because what have they done so yeah, I mean, far this year? hey
1: Oklahoma let's face it you guys were it was 21 to 20 in the second quarter with Iowa state you know I, and they, yes yes you yes you just scored 30 in the second half and you put them away but still. I mean, you weren't exactly running away from Iowa State in the first half. I see. That's
2: what – I think you and I—I I, I mean, it's not like <laughs> I'm going. Iowa State is this awesome team this no, year. No, I would say it's but terrible. It was still fifty to twenty. They still blew them out. It was, it was thirty
1: out. points in the second half. Yes, but they—they they, they the ran same away and hand from Iowa State. I, I mean, yes, yes. Congratulations, you—you
2: you, you did that. It's—it's it's the same thing with Oklahoma, though. I don't know how. I, I,
1: I don't have a gauge of how good they are. Uh, we don't yet. know. Because, I mean, what's, their, what's the best non conference victory they have on their schedule?
2: Mm, was it the Tulsa game? The Tulsa game, which was basically a glorified uh, home game. I would say the SMU. Cause they, they, Smooth. They did really? beat SMU. SMU's better than Tulsa. Okay. Now, they didn't blow them out. <laughs> okay. And, I, and okay. so I don't know if that's, you're not labeling it an impressive win. No, but I'm that's not, the not quote unquote wrong. best win. That is okay. That okay, there have. you go. Of all the right. non-conference, non Uh because then they go to Cincinnati and the offense struggles, but the yeah. defense. T- t- to be fair, though, the Vampires' I mean, defense has looked better than I year. mean, you know,
1: you know, ne- you have to when you go into Nippert, you got to go <laughs> to Nippert <laughs> Stadium, boy. I tell you what, that that uh, early morning crowd in Cincinnati.
2: I I very much appreciated the uh, skyline, chili all there. over the uniforms. Geez, <laughs> but th- that's what like. It's it's already being built up, and I get it. Um, it's it, it is a a media rating goldmine, quote unquote, of the Red River rivalry this year. Oh, it's like the first yeah. time they're undefeated since like twenty eleven yeah, or something that was, like that. And, and don't don't ranked. you
1: don't you make the that they will make a, you know game day is going to be there, mm-hmm. and they'll be talking about them both bolting for the SEC, and they're taking the best two teams out of this league. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, I'm ready to be Are nauseous, but that? but I do
2: think as far as the Big Twelve goes, though, whoever walks out of there with a win is my Big Twelve favorite as of now. By default, I mean well, they have they to be. be. They they have to be. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be an interesting game because I'm not sure what either side's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think
1: either one would blow the other one out yet. I don't uh, know. This could be a great game. This mm-hmm. could be a tremendously great game this weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, Oklahoma's defense, though, has been better. Texas' defense, they've got a ton of talent over there. They've played really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm i am not going to be surprised if this is something where, instead of just like a shootout, it's like a winner is, you know, it's like a 30-27 to 27 or 20, in the 20s, something like that. Maybe not low 20s, but – I'm not gonna be shocked if something like that happens. But again, well, I mean, I just have no I mean, gauge on either this, of them.
1: This schedule of theirs is I mean, Oklahoma it's pillow soft. I mean, it is I mean this is Charmin soft here, I man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the Arkansas State game, SMU, Tulsa. Of course they you know, the, the you had to go on the road, boy, you had to fight them off in Cincinnati. And then Iowa State. Now you've got the Texas game. But after you get through with that, it's UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Come on, man. Speaking then of, then finish it off with the BYU TCU. Speaking
2: of West Virginia, man the uh, the the hot seat for Neil Brown, that burner keeps getting turned lower and lower. Oh, yeah, it's year. off, dude. Man, that they, is they turned that, that thing off, man. Shocking. They're talking about shocking. extending the
1: dude now. Shocking. There are people who are sour because they're he's like he's like two wins away from bowl eligibility, and someone's gonna have to say. Hey, are we gonna have to get this dude a, an extension? <laughs> yeah. Well, I
2: I have I can fully say I have already had to eat my words because I thought sure. I thought he would be done so. Well, people would be, were I already would
1: saying would he be fired after the TCU loss? Because he was supposed to be on a a three game losing streak right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a realistic possibility,
2: or at least thought of anyways. That they would at this point have one win
1: on their schedule, absolutely, and it would be Duquesne. Duquesne. <laughs> and no, he goes off and beats Pitt. He goats beats Tech. Yeah, you know he, he, he. You know he. He loses to Penn State, but you know that's that's not neither here nor there. Then he goes off and he beats TCU, and now he's got Houston and Oklahoma State next after an off week. How about it? And then he goes to UCF, which you know the. the we know about UCF. Well, we know they, they know how to
2: blank the bed when they have a They also know how to claim a national lead. championship. Uh let's get in a uh, <laughs> a double play of the day
3: high kick that goes down to the two dre mccray takes it and two yards deep in the end zone rather he takes it straight up the field he goes bouncing around different players and finds a seam up the right sideline to midfield he's gonna break it a tackle is broken at the 40
0: down the sideline a player diving at him at the two touchdown red raiders
1: jones is back plenty of time rolls right Bottled up, throws back to that, intercepted. Deron Bland,
0: call the house. Hello, house. House, it's me, Deron. Hello, house. Touchdown for Deron Bland.
2: That's a great call. Man. Oh, man, who
4: doesn't love Brad Sham?
2: That's a great call. He's
4: my idol.
1: I love Brad Sham, but something about that call bugs me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I love it. The, hello, house, it's me, Deron. <laughs> I really I like, like it.
2: What? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm all the way in on that. Uh, it's call. okay. Big time. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, we get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Panhandle Raider. At the moment, is it UT, and then the rest could beat each other. Headed into the Red River rivalry. That is what I have. It I think right that now. is.
1: I yes. think that's an accurate statement. And I I think two to fourteen is really is really just not interchangeable. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a I don't think there's a dead set last place team yet, but I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that could could be anywhere from from two mm-hmm. to fourteen. Now
2: Texas is about to get into and it starts with this week.
1: Yeah,
2: okay, you know, just from the other side of the conversation, from Oklahoma's schedule after them, but from Texas, they're about to get more into the meat of their schedule. Where although I think that there are questions that are being asked about them and that are fair and I have the same ones, they're about to answer them over the coming weeks. we got a Kansas State game that's going to be a great game. And if, you know, if if, uh, you may roll your eyes right now, but if you keep getting better, I think it helps Texas Tech that you have them later in the year because you should be a much better team, hopefully, than what you started the year at. But they have, I think they have bigger tests on their schedule than what Oklahoma does. So, you know, if Oklahoma gets over the quote-unquote Texas hump, Boy, they have a—they ha- almost have a golden ticket, it feels like, to at least the Big 12 championship game. Texas, if they get over Oklahoma, they have a few more hurdles. But as of right now, I mean, I don't see how they're not the leaders in the clubhouse.
1: Okay. It's
2: so the bottom line,
0: 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or... Something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: Welcome back to the Bottom Line, a Monday edition here on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Nee, Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, before we get to Kaylee's Dailies, let's uh, let's give you a chance at $10,000, shall we? Here at 100.7 The Score, we've teamed up with The Home Zone, making your house a home to give away that money. The Home Zone. Making the house a home. Yeah. That's good. Love that money. Love that money. Um, If you love that money, well, all you have to do is take a secret word that we give away at 1045, 1245, and 245. Take that word to 107thescore.com. Enter it. And then you'll have a chance at that cash prize given away on October 26th. Casholine. Uh Your secret word at 1245, October 2nd Saints.
1: Saints. Saints. Mm. Are these New Orleans or St. Paul?
2: Uh, I prefer Saints ain't going to the playoffs.
1: Saints Sienna. are bad. Sienna. Saint
2: Paul. Saint Francis. Saint Peter. All of the saints. Put that in at 107thescore.com and you'll have a chance at $10,000. All right. money edition of Kaylee's Ailes. <laughs> Caw, <laughs>
1: Clint. yes sir Ben Ben was dropping knowledge here in the break here knowledge I did not know high I, I was wrong yeah high school knowledge yeah. uh Clint, during uh Kaylee's live daily a few weeks ago like in the live show mm-hmm. <laughs> um she mentioned that pandas are all kept in zoos and the US were on loan from the Republic of China this might soon change as China turned into to jerk stores Uh-oh. and they're starting to take their t- their pandas back. Oh, uh. yes. By the end of 2020, only one zoological facility in the United States will have pandas and they must return them by 2024. This great panda relinquishment, horse name, uh, comes on the heels of China, not renewing what is known as the panda diplomacy which has existed since 1972. The panda diplomacy is an agreement established between the China Wildlife Conservation Association and to loan out panda bears to facilities outside of China for education and conservation purposes. There is no confirmed reason why China is not renewing the panda diplomacy, but it is rumored that is increasing tensions between the U.S. and China could be a factor because they are a bunch of poopy heads. Was that her wording or yours? That was my, my, my words at the end there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are being a bunch of poopy heads. <laughs> that's right. Here on the
2: award-winning Kaylee's Dailies, you just yes, heard the, the phrase, award-winning Kaylee's, Kaylee's Daily. So
1: uh, that's right. No more pandas after 2024. Oh man! So that's that's so go, just go what go they're gonna do. You, we're we're like we never all your debt. We've got we've got trillions of your debt, America. But we're going to take the pandas back.
2: So, <laughs> if uh so if you live in a place where you have a zoo that has a panda, go look at them and go
1: wave hi now. You know what I said? I saw this on I was watching uh, the news having breakfast yesterday and I saw this. And I said, I took care. Come get them now. I don't care. Take the pandas. I don't care. I don't oh, care. I don't want people you're, not gonna, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to hold the pandas over my head.
2: What if they just said no?
1: Take them back now. Come get them now. Come get them. Mm. No, I want. Maybe I we'll want ship want... them back to you the way you ship stuff to us. No, <laughs> no, no, don't yeah. do that. The pandas, did, the pandas did weeks, nothing, and they See? sit in customs for a month.
2: The pandas didn't do anything. They're just they're just being alive.
1: I know. I'm just I'm just bitterly angry right now about the everything. Poopy heads. These are a bunch of poopy heads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, well, there you go. Very angry. <laughs> <laughs> today. Happy Monday, everybody. All right. I know. Uh, I, I was saying, I actually texted her yesterday about this. Yeah. And uh, and I was I was mad yesterday when I saw it. So uh, I want to see what I got here when I, I texted her. I said, uh, China is taking back their giant pandas, and I really don't care. They can have their communist bears back. <laughs> 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 and she, she texted me back, maybe they want to bring them back home to the lands, to the homelands. And I said, I didn't say what. I can't say what I said.
0: <laughs>
4: you know what's funny? During the end of the bench, Choice and Jeff were going back and forth on whether or not w- Lubbock should have a zoo because Amarillo has one, Abilene has one. Why can't we?
1: Um, do you want the politically correct answer, or I do you want the? I hate Choice said one hundred
4: percent financial. Like they. Oh, it's made-
1: it's financial. Uh, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna, in the in the interest of not pissing off half of the audience right now, I'm just gonna say we're probably not gonna have a zoo.
2: So what's the politically correct? Is was that? That it? was the politically that correct was answer. What's the unpolitically? <laughs> what's the not politically correct? The politically incorrect, if you will. No, I'm not I'm very gonna...
4: interested. You have piqued my interest now that I know.
2: Why would you lay out that there's two options and then not give me the fun one? Mm-hmm. <sighs>
4: There also talks about there being a Lubbock Aquarium.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) An aquarium. (laughs) We can't even get splash pads in this town because we can't, we can't get anyone. No, I'm not going to, no, no. Get them ramped up. Get them
2: ramped up. No. why can't we have an aquarium sneed I'm so angry I'm so angry I wanted an aquarium I don't see why or why not rather it's okay. and a zoo and then I want a zoo aquarium combo yeah, half zoo half okay. aquarium I want all three it's
1: okay fine, fine. No, it's, no no I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna do it I'm just not I, it's no it's, it's not worth it
2: uh, we get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Lindell Jeff. I'm just so proud of our soccer team. Wish I had private jet money to go see the ladies play in Provo. Yeah, they, how about that? The soccer team.
1: That that BYU-Texas Tech game is going to be epic because you've got, you've got two of the higher scoring, higher assist teams in the country going head-to-head. Um, it's going to be up there in Provo. Um, that's next week, right? I think that's next week. I think that's Thursday. It's either Thursday or Sunday. Regardless, that is going to be something great.
0: Do, ba, 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 do, do.
2: Need to look looking up stuff, music, and radio. Yeah, it's, okay. radio. No, yeah, it's still, on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I still won't tell you why we're not going to get it. <laughs> uh,
2: this on the Yates Pouring Center chat line from Sooner in Lubbock. Uh, you're right there with Iowa State. You're right there yeah. with Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, I, think, no, it would I be, think he's
1: saying that we are right there with Iowa State.
2: That was a shot back at us. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the chat line. I think it will be a defensive battle. They're not even allowed to call it the Red River Shootout anymore. Yeah, you're right. They actually can't call it a shootout. Yeah,
1: so. it's because you know, somebody is going to be offended.
2: Mm-hmm. Red River rivalry. It's a Red River shootout. Showdown. Well, what
1: about the –
2: Showdown was the worst of the three. It's, just, it's a Red River rivalry. Was mayhem Red an
4: River option?
1: Mm. Mm. Nah. Uh, uh, Red River mayhem. <laughs> red River's drying up anyway. Why why are we even fighting over it? <laughs> yeah. Red River argument. <laughs> the, red, the, red, the Red River Quandary. Here it is. It's a quandary.
2: Uh this, this is from Tennessee Raider. Jensen radio house calls hit different. Uh Bullfighter said for not playing that Alex Bregman crap. Y'all just won yourself some free beef jerky. That I'll be supplying soon. Nice. Yes. Is it if hey, hey, yes, yes, yes in all the way in. Yes. <laughs> all the yes. way in. Uh they said that the bottom line wouldn't get free jerky. Guess we'll never know. Uh this from D Rock. It's not really about uh, what pandas did, cleaned. It's about what what they refuse to do, which is getting jiggy with it and save their species.
0: Be 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 <laughs> be no, I know. I'm just, be I'm be just
1: saying.
2: I'm just saying to not ship them angrily. The pandas, be nice to the pandas.
1: Ah, uh, I don't care. Take your pandas home. I don't care. Getting jiggy with it. No, no, I, I just no, no, don't no, 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 care. No, no. Hey. My nah, nah, my nah, nah, nah. My, uh, my care meter for stuff like that over the weekend just went from, you know, from 100 to zero on a lot of stuff. And so I'm like, you don't want your pandas here anymore? Come get them. Don't care. Don't care.
2: d <laughs> said the Red River Disagreement. <laughs> the Red River Disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> oh. sure,
1: it's our Red River Controversy. <laughs>
2: It's the bottom line. And that'll do it for hour number one. Sneed, have a good rest of your day. See you tomorrow. Ow! Oh! <laughs> Punching the mic on the way out. Well, uh... <laughs> you're going to push through the rest uh, of the day after that. Welcome oh, to Josh Poppelbeck.
0: Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: Josh almost died in the break that's awesome. true uh hey without looking it up if you can tell us who composed lord of the rings
3: yeah <laughs> true story, like brownie c- points it that's it's what almost killed me genuinely if you know who did it put it in the chat without looking it up though on our system
2: uh clint scott josh foppel <laughs> who somehow survived a coffee incident having to go to the trash can to spit it out uh, ben Porman behind the glass, taking care of us. It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world. Josh, you ready to play some Take versus Take? Because it's you and I going head to head. Let's do it. Which means Ben has the questions today. Benjamin.
4: Gentlemen. Clint, starting with you. Yes. What do you think it would take for guys like Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Kirby Smart, All those top tier guys to get fired. What do you think it would take?
2: I'm gonna stay away from the scandal answer because that's that's where (laughs) where it would be a scandal. Uh, I think I'll just pick one, and he'll kind of serve as the example because it's different cases, right? Because Bill Belichick, I mean, they've he's closer than any of them right now. I mean, by by a lot. So I'll go the Nick Saban route because he seems like he even though i don't he's i mean he's not on he's not a hot seat or anything i'm not saying that but i think he's closer to being in the middle of those three even though he's way closer to the kirby smart on that scale just because Georgia's back-to-back national champions number one in the country all that um so i'll pick the middle one nick saban if he were to get fired they would have to have three losing seasons that's specific. Three losing seasons, because I still I still think as as much equity as he has built um, as long because they would still be getting the recruits, still be getting that you'd still be okay. Well, now the real Alabama will show up. So after the third season, if it's still that bad, and along the way you're losing to like your rivals teams like an LSU or Auburn consistently in there, three seas three losing seasons, and you're losing to your rivals
3: along the way. Cool. Uh, I don't know what the perception is so far with uh, Nick Saban and NIL and stuff. I know he's had, he's said some things about it before, but him getting fired would be kind of along the lines of what uh, Clint said with like X amount of losing seasons, but it would have to really show that he hasn't embraced NIL in the way that other schools and other teams have. And that leads to not just, um, I don't want to say a decline in play. He's certainly earned the benefit of the doubt for a bit, but it's going to take other teams catching up to, it won't look like them catching up to, it'll look like Alabama falling back to earth. And that would just be, I don't even think it'll take a losing season. I think once you start getting into the conversation of like just bowl games or uh, they're kind of, they've already, they didn't make the playoffs this past year. Give me, you know, a few more seasons of that, or it doesn't look like they're on an upward trajectory. Uh, even missing the playoffs, I think, would probably be enough to get them to to get them fired. Which
2: the playoff conversation is about to change, right? Because that's oh, gonna that's mean. True. Yeah, but that's, but that's right. gonna mean even more mm-hmm. because as the, the playoff expands, you would think Alabama is gonna hang around in that even if they don't win the conference, they'll be that next SEC team up. Like they'll be they in another SEC spot. Like, they'll have three reserved, and I'm not saying they'll just have three in the expanded playoff. They could very well have more, right. uh, depending on the rankings. But that conversation's about to be even worse. Like, if it's, you know, that's what you're putting into that kind of conversation piece of, yeah, you're not making the playoffs. And
3: it's like, well, it's not even a 14-playoff anymore. It's a 12-team playoff. Cool. That's, that my, that's that's my submission.
4: So for the record, I wasn't saying any coach in particular. It could be it could have been like a Mike Shashevsky if he was still coaching, or even back in history like a John Wooden or a uh, Bear Bryant. Like well, it didn't
3: so in that case, I mean, in that case, it would just be a matter. You, you could say this at any time. It would be a matter of a coach just not buying into what is modern day, like what is current times. <clears> the, the, la- the last biggest change, of course, is uh, uh, what am I? conference realignment, which didn't affect the SEC a whole lot, but um, before that was NIL. You know, that coach is not embracing mm-hmm. modern times, you could say, for pretty much any time of, of
0: well,
2: time. I mean did just from a perspe- perspective because you're adding more two teams to the SEC, but well, also yeah. that played into a, a conversation piece of, hey, how many conference games are we playing? And they voted eight instead of nine, which is still ultimate – Soft, soft. S a w f t. Soft move
4: from the SEC. So I mean, it's
2: I mean, it has. But mm-hmm.
4: so, Josh, I like your answer, but at the same time, there's a lot of coaches out there, not just Saban, who are also anti NIL. So we get this conversation daily. I do respect your answer, I really do. But Clint, you get the point for this one. I don't
2: respect it. <laughs> <Just kidding.
4: laughs> All right, Josh, you start this time. Cool. What song slash musical genre? would hype you up the most before an athletic contest?
3: Uh, rude Sandstorm, final answer. That's like g- genuinely, if if I'm looking for a song to full pump me up, I can't think of a song that even uh, the worst mood that I'm in because it, it, it is an incredibly hyped song, but even comedically, I I giggle every time that song comes on just because of the, it's become a meme but it's also still a great song. So I, if I had to choose any song, it'd either be, and my answer is Darude Sandstorm, but I would either pick that or uh, Clarity by Foxes, which I think is one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, but Darude Sandstorm is my answer.
2: You're missing the obvious one here. Um, Crazy so clearly- crop. No. <laughs> Baby Shark. <laughs> I stand by, I, I did not respect <laughs> your answer. <laughs> You're a bad person for bringing that up. <laughs> uh, no, it is Space Jam by Quad City DJs because it's it's time to slam now, right? And it is perfect because it brings back nostalgia and it gets you in the zone, right? You're about to go MJ on the Monstars of whoever these Monstars are are, are in front of you. It doesn't matter if it's Josh Foppel and Take versus Take. It doesn't matter if it's the New England Patriots across the way. You're about to win 38-3. to Doesn't matter if it's the Houston Cougars coming to town. It's time to slam now. 49-28, baby. Quad City DJ, Space Jam.
3: I. Uh, the irony of your pick is if you don't get the point, it completely diminishes your argument.
4: Josh, you had me for a second. Space Jam's the shiznit. All right. see <laughs> You, you can't go wrong it with FaceTime. <laughs> Clint up 2-0. Yes.
2: So it did not diminish my argument. So
4: yeah, right.
3: Yeah,
2: Take that.
4: Final question. Clint, starting with you. Kind of take this back to backtrack a little to Kaylee's Dailies. Okay.
3: Wait, real quick. What was the Kaylee's Dailies? If it's relevant. The, the Panda's did...
2: going back to China in 2024. Okay. Yeah, I knew that.
4: I would like to be a pick an animal for a day because
2: um oh man I feel like if I was a bird I'd still have a fear of heights so I wouldn't really be able to take advantage of that <laughs> like I would just be screaming the entire time like why is that bird up there just going like ah 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 but really it's me just like losing my it's mind like, <laughs> I hate this why did I try to do this um I think I would go. I think I'd go hippopotamus. And I wouldn't do it to be evil. I like that. I wouldn't do it to be evil. I would do it because no one is messing with the hippo, right? Like, they're the actual, yeah, like, oh, they're... beasts over there in the savanna. And I would do it just to prank other animals and other people. Like, to freak them out, right? Like, I would be the one running after the John boat that they're screaming cause it's not taking off fast enough. We're like, it's catching us, this so is, I'm gonna get you. Like, I would
3: is, just prank everybody as a hippo. This is giving a me YouTube prankster energy and I'm not about it. I hate YouTube pranksters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And no one, since I'm a hippo, no one's gonna know that I'm messing yeah. with them, but I'll
2: know. Uh, but also, cause then you can, you you know what it's like to be fast on land. You know what it's like to be super strong. You know what it's like to be underwater for hours. Water horse. Yeah. Some have said that I'm. Well, that's Some I'm have true.
3: called you the Water Horse. That's where I thought you were going with that yeah. Komodo dragon is my answer.
4: I was about to say, Clint's still chomping at the bit to get a killer hippo movie. It's
2: true. <laughs> it's wasted it opportunity a out there. There's wasted statistics I, out there.
3: I, I, I picture hippos more eating watermelons than I do anything else. Oh
2: it's, yeah, it's like it's like a like a press a pressure press. Yeah, it's like one of those when they're just like open. Butch, like, by the way the stones on those zookeepers, even if they're trained. Uh, so we'll let you dive in a little bit more and we'll give the point away on the other side. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score
0: getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7, the score.
3: We'll go back to the bottom
2: line, 100.7, the score is 107, the score.com. Take versus take is already settled. Of course, who wins and who loses. Yeah. But there is a sweep on the board. Ben has asked us for the day, if we could be an animal, what would we be and why. You you picked the Komodo Dragon, but you haven't...
3: I didn't really have any it. more explanation to that. Komodo Dragon's been, like, every kid's favorite animal for at least a little bit. Like, it's incredible. Every animal. kid's? Yeah. At least it was. Uh, Komodo Dragon, you hear about... Uh, it's bite being incredibly uh, one powerful, but two like it's the it's the bacteria that kills you. But there's because um,
2: there's is poisonous, right? It's not venomous because they're not actually injecting it. From yeah, fangs, it's not right. I always uh, get the line confused.
3: What is the? I, there's a comic strip where like a Cap uh, Captain Obvious lands. I've been poisoned, and then he lands. It's like actually it's venomous, and he flies away. ah okay. <laughs> yeah that's not much more to that komodo dragon is my answer i was
2: i was kind of disappointed with the komodo dragon as a kid yeah because i was excited for like 30 seconds because mm-hmm. the first time i learned about komodo dragons uh it was on like a uh, an animal video and it was like if you didn't think dragons were real oh like right, we can okay. like it went that route right and so i'm like holy crap <laughs> Like everything I've ever wondered about dragons and like the Knights movies and stories as a kid, which i was still as a kid, but as a smaller kid, about to come true. They were real. And it was that. And so it's like, only they're interesting, but.
3: I probably wouldn't be a dragon if I could, just because it seems like every story where there's a dragon, there's a dragon slayer. And I feel like that'd be really, even if, you're, really deep. even if you're strong enough to overpower them, it'd be really annoying to have to deal with them all the time.
2: That was like if a coach used that quote as like an underdog. Yeah. Every time there's a dragon, there's a dragon slayer. I'd be
3: like, yeah, let's
0: run through that wall. Slay <laughs> a dragon.
3: All right, sorry, Ben. We went, really went off on that one. Ben rolled his eyes at my answer, so I already know I lost the point.
4: Spoken. Like somebody who says a guy named George S is the guy who scored Lord of the Rings.
3: You couldn't answer either,
2: <laughs> but you knew the name and then you got it wrong.
4: I
3: didn't know the name. I told you I forgot it, and I wasn't lying. Uh Ben
4: Clint with the sweep brooms. I
3: think I have a record for the most sweeps. Brooms. If that's something, most of uh, being swept. Second, <laughs> second, <Suck it, laughs> yeah, second, being swept. There you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, thanks for
2: coming and hanging out. Sorry we made your day worse. Thanks. It's gone to fine to just not fine at this point,
3: right? Yeah, it's below the five, so now it's not fine.
2: (laughs) Uh, You can hit us up on the Yates Warring Center chat line. Answers to take versus take questions. Alternate Red River rivalry names. We'll get into all of those uh, here coming up. But first...
3: I stand by my answers.
2: (laughs) You should. You should. Be proud of them. Question of the day.
0: Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie.
2: I uh, asked you what you would like to do today. Yep. And you have volunteered for question of the
3: day. So the floor is yours, Josh Foppel. So forgive me, it seems like a question that might have already been asked, but at least maybe not this point in time. Uh, Of the new and incoming Big 12 teams, who... Is most likely to you know soonest compete for the Big 12 championship from what you know what you've seen um, who is incoming and all that stuff who do you think is closest to competing for the Big 12 uh, championship
2: well I mean if it's just for football this one yes for you know, football Yeah, is a, I mean specifically for football this one's an an easy one for me um, immediately it's Utah because Utah is already competing in their own conference um Whittingham has that program like under his thumb exactly the way prototype how he wants it scheme wise player wise um they are going to bring a very tough brand of football over to the big 12 um a program that is used to winning at this point um and I don't know you know I'm not sure roster wise you know, who who they'll be saying goodbye to this year, between this year and next year, and if there's going to be some big turnover. But even then, like, they are used to replacing guys. Um, and, like, I, I think that's going to be a consistent Kansas State-esque feeling team. Like, to use a team who's already here because they don't really beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not flashy. Uh, they're going to just keep winning games and it just feels like year in and year out with Kansas state, right? Like they're always just in contention They, you know, they're, they don't just have all of these actual trophies on the wall over there, but it just feels like they are always hanging around. Uh, and then sometimes they win and Utah feels like they will be that exact type of program with Whittingham when they come over mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be hard nosed. Uh, I think that, you're going to have the same takeaways that Pac 12 teams do that if you do not play physical against them, if you can't match that, or if you're a team that puts yourself in danger and beats yourself, you are not going to have a very fun experience playing the Utes. Um, so for me, like right off the get go, I don't think I think Utah is going to continue everything that they have built in the Pac 12, which is really, really impressive.
4: Cool.
3: I like it. Ben, you have an answer.
4: So, you're asking for the four B- Pac 12 programs that are joining the Big 12? Not necessarily. Coming
3: so, it, uh, the new Est. So, I mean, even your uh, the schools that joined this year, you know, your Cincinnati, Houston, all that, and then incoming next year, too. So, you know, the uh, Pac 12 teams that are joining.
4: I'm going to have to say Utah myself because they've spent consecutive years in the top 10. Yeah. And they, Sorry, I they got that I, I, i'm gonna say utah as okay, well because cool. they like Quint said they got that dog hard nose we gonna come at you and they're not to be taken lightly point blank period cool and to be honest Quint couldn't i can't explain it any better than Quint can. cool
3: i didn't really have a uh an answer or a follow-up like i was just thinking about the impact that so far um Colorado's making a big noise but Mm kind of thinking about like what that would mean for them incoming it's it's hard not to have Dion on the periphery so you know just like kind of around the soundscape and stuff when you're when you're in if you're at all paying attention to the sports world it's hard for Colorado to, to not come up in conversation for Dion to not come up in conversation and stuff and I was curious if that would impact the answers at all, but Utah's, I think, definitely a good answer and stuff. And
2: I will uh, say they they've changed my perspective as far as like the the four, the four other newcomers. Yeah, uh, that are uh, coming next year. Like, if you're trying to power rank them, or you know, figure out okay, who's if it's Utah, who's next? Uh, just just from those four specifically. Like, that has changed immensely for mm-hmm. me because, for, for me, Colorado is that strong second contender. But, I mean, they're still leagues away from what I think Utah will do in the conference, at least next year. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you have all these questions, okay, do you continue that success now if you're Colorado? Because now you're, you're – I mean, you are on the map from a coverage standpoint, right, everyone in the – I mean – If you watch college football, you know who the coach of Colorado is. And that is not always the case. Hasn't always been the case, right? Um, If you watch college football, you know who their quarterback is, but also their best player in Travis Hunter, right? Like, because it's been just shoved in your face. (laughs) That's been out there. But now you have on the map as far as tape. From an offensive standpoint, what you like to do, same thing defensively, how you can work around that. Like, you're no longer going to catch anyone off guard, but I do think that that offense is still talented. Um, but now it's okay, what well, what do you do building on that, right? Um, and then you still have a, the rest of the season to get better or get worse, whatever the case may be. Um, of course, they're coming off two weeks where they've played the best teams that they have seen by far. They got shell-shocked by Oregon. Um, and then last week... Had a good showing. I mean, in a loss, but had a good showing. USC's defense is bad, but uh, you made that a game. And so, as far as like competing in the Big Twelve right off the bat, to me, clear cut Utah. But I think Colorado's answer number two, and, and then the Arizonas will have to figure some stuff out to see, you know, how how they can grow and get their programs headed in the right direction. And I do think, I do think that they have the guys over there. But you're in one. You're in year one for Arizona State, and for Arizona year two, I believe, and already looks better than what it has been last year. Not Mm -hmm. great, but better. So uh, we'll see. It's the bottom line, 100.7 The Score. Let us know what you think on the Yates Flooring Center. Chat line.
0: This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.